Greetings, my friends. It's a Friday night, and I was kind of stuck on what I wanted to do for another episode because there's like so many things to talk about, and oftentimes our mind gets in the way and says, like, that's not valuable. No one wants to hear about that. But I was going to talk about how this social media fast is going, but there's been something else that I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time. It's something that happened, (laughs) sorry, in 2019. It was when I went to Panama, and I've wanted to talk about the experience for quite some time, but deep down inside, I didn't know if I could vocalize exactly what happened, the events, when I left the country, because it was a a pivotal point in my life, something I reflect on a lot and think back to, it almost sometimes doesn't feel like it really happened, but being off social media and I now spend some time on YouTube, which I'm thinking I might have to take YouTube off my phone, but it's hard because I plan on creating content on YouTube, so I think I just need to limit like my video watching time. But today, I found myself looking back at some of the first videos that I ever made on my YouTube channel, which were in Panama. When I was in Panama, I just wanted to vlog, I wanted to share my experience, and it started off that way, but a lot of things happened there that really made me tune inward and pull away from wanting to share anything, and there was a point in time there too where I deleted social media, and it was more of me feeling like I was missing out missing out on the world because I was living on an island where there was only the resort that I was working at. The closest town was over two hours away. So at that point in time, being vulnerable, feeling alone, feeling like whatever I was to share would not be as grand as what was maybe happening at home. But when I look back at those videos this evening and watching this like younger version of me, so excited, so happy, it sparked an interest back in creating. This whole social media cleanse has sparked a lot of interest for me in creating again because my time isn't spent focusing on what other people are doing. Now, I will do a podcast episode on what I've noticed since pulling away from social media, and that was the plan for this one, but I've decided to start the Panama series. That's what I want to call this, and it's my story about when I left the country 
how exactly that all happened, what conspired. And I think this will be a couple parts because it's a really long story and I want to take it slow also because I don't want to call anybody out or say anything bad about anybody in particular because that was another big reason why I didn't talk about this was because there was some negative negativity sorry that happened when I left and I had made a video when I left in a dark place and I had shared that video and it upset a couple people that I had worked with on the island and I realize now that that video came from a place of hurt and through my own experiences now I realize that not everything is perfect and the way that we learn is through pain through hardship and what happened needed to happen for me to be strong and for me to be ready to leave the country again my plan is to move to costa rica i don't know how long i'll stay i've been thinking go for three months see what's that what it's like and decide if i want to come home or if that's my new home this story i'm gonna start off in june 2019 i just finished my 200 hour yoga teacher training at holistic yoga school down in fort collins so much so much knowledge from my teacher training and so many shifts at that point in time in my life i was bartending almost full-time while doing my training once my training was done i was teaching a couple private clients and teaching a couple public classes now here's the thing bartending i made a lot of money but i wasn't happy and i knew that teaching yoga that community that was bringing me a lot of happiness being around alcohol and working late nights reminded me a lot of my dad and his drinking and it didn't feel in line with what I wanted to do I mean as a kid I hated alcohol I despised it for what it did to people and here I am serving it to people what really got me was the bar that I was working at wasn't like a dive bar it was a sports bar like old it's from like the 1950s this building was super old and it is in this town called Erie Colorado super cute little farm town a bunch of regulars who I'll say are like in their 40s and 50s but there's one regular one regular in particular that meant a lot to me and his name was Roger he reminded me a lot of my grandpa who had passed just in the fact that he would come even on like my shifts where there wasn't a lot of attraction a lot of people and he would just sit and talk to me and we'd have really deep conversations 
Throughout my time working there, it felt like I was beginning to create a family. I loved these regulars so much, but they were regulars because they came every single day. They knew what they wanted to drink. I would get a great tip if I already had their drink for them as they walked in their door to their specific bar seat. And I realized that when I was a kid, I remember thinking about the people that were serving my dad alcohol and asking why, why would they do this? Why would they do that? Why are they hindering him? And I would be upset with the person more than my dad actually choosing to drink. In my child mind, I couldn't conceptualize that he would ever choose alcohol over me, so therefore it must have been somebody else. And those same thought patterns continue as you're an adult, right? But something clicked, and I realized I wanted to teach yoga full-time, but I didn't have the full experience to do so. And so I started to think, like, what can I do? And I knew in my yoga training that I did have a goal. I had written on this little blue sticky note, I want to teach somewhere like Costa Rica. If you know anything about manifestations, you know it's better to be a bit particular about what you want, right? I didn't know that. I just knew I wanted to leave the country and see the world. I had never left the country before. I barely even went on road trips. Like, being raised in Colorado, Colorado has a lot of things, so why leave? We didn't really go on road trips when I was a kid. We went camping, uh, boat trips. I mean, I can't complain. I enjoyed all those times. I'm so grateful that we did go camping and that I did grow up in a beautiful place with mountains, snow beautiful weather in the summer (laughs) back to the story so I hopped on this website called yoga trade if you don't know what yoga trade is it is a website where resorts um, different places can post jobs for people in the yoga community that are looking to leave the country and they work in in turn for board or food. Sometimes you do make a small salary on top of your board and food. I hopped on there and I applied for a job that I had found in Panama at a resort. I didn't think I was going to get it, but I just said, you know what? I'm going to try and apply for this. I had recently been going through a bit of a breakup. I had broken up with the person I was dating because we just didn't feel like we were in line and I had known that I wanted to leave and I knew that if I was dating somebody, I wouldn't leave and this somebody just was not in line with what I wanted or my values and there was some sketchy things going on to be honest with the relationship and I'd caught a couple lies and You know when you hit a point where it's like, my dreams or being with somebody that is not being completely honest with me 
and is not being open with me. So I was pretty heart set on leaving. <laughs> you know, I had this job I wasn't happy with. I had just ended a relationship. I had finished my schooling. I mean, what else was there? At the time, I had stacked up quite a bit of cash through bartending, uh, saved up. So I applied for this job. I got a message to download WhatsApp. I was like, what is WhatsApp? What, like what? WhatsApp is an international way to communicate with people out of the country that is free and it only requires Wi-Fi or um, internet service on your phone. I guess it's the same thing, but... And it's a really great tool. I love it. You can call, you can do voice memos, you can do so many things. So I downloaded it and I spoke with the owner of the island resort that I would be working at. To be honest, it took a while to go through the interview process. I think it was like a month and a half and I did three separate interviews, two with the owner, one with uh, his manager. I didn't really believe it was real at first. I kind of thought it was a scam because at the time I didn't have a lot of experience. I had just finished yoga school. I was modeling on the side and doing my bartending job. I didn't have a lot of confidence at the time either, so I didn't believe I would get it. I just kind of kept it in the back of my mind. I told my friends and family about it. One of my closest friends, Chris, he went and like scoped out this place to make sure that it was real because when you tell people that you like may have a job in Panama, they all are like, what? A lot of my family was like, you know, like is this real? Like sex trafficking is a thing. And a lot of people were putting a lot of really scary ideas in my head at the time. So it was pretty intimidating, and I'm not going to lie, like, may not have loved my job here, but I was comfortable. I was making good money. I had a best friend also named Heather who we would work out together, we would go do photo shoots together, we did everything together. And my family's here. I was comfortable, but I was not happy. So, <laughs> my birthday was coming up, it was around September, so I had waited quite some time to hear from this job. Like, I think I heard about it early, early, early August, maybe July, late July is when I applied for it. Now, in September, me and my friend Heather went to California to celebrate my birthday, and on my actual birthday, get this. I get a call and I got the job. I didn't even know how to feel because for one, I was in California. I was visiting my friend Brennan. I was like kind of like starting to get feelings for Brennan. I mean, I was interested, but I, I didn't really think anything of it because we were just friends. But I was like, yeah, this guy's kind of interesting. Like, I kind of would like to learn more about him and see see what this is like. And 
My friend Heather was really into California. She was really vibing with LA and saying like, I want to move here. And in my head, I'm like, oh, well, if Panama doesn't work out, like maybe I could just like move here and do this as long as I'm by the ocean. That sounds great. Well, I get this call from Panama from the resort saying, hey, you're hired, but we need you out here in two weeks. And I'm like, yo, I don't even have my passport. And they're like, oh, we'll get it expedited. We'll cover the fees. We'll cover everything. And I'm like, mm, they really want me out there. Like, okay, cool. This is good. I remember sitting in an Uber and me and my friend Heather had just done this like concept with um, three different photographers and it was like each photographer would shoot us at different locations and then they would each submit their photos and do like a competition of whose photos came out the best and uh, they were doing it for a YouTube thing which was very fun. Heather was really hype. I was in the Uber like kind of in awe like is this even real like did I just get my dream job like I got picked and I have to move in two weeks and I'll be gone for six months to a year I've never left the country and I really hadn't left home before other than with like boyfriends that I had dated and lived with so this was my first time really being on my own let alone traveling alone on top of that. I'd always traveled with somebody. And it all felt so surreal, to be honest. It felt like the universe was handing me everything I wanted, and it seemed too good to be true. So I came home. I told my family, so many mixed signals, a lot of imposed fears that I didn't think of, and then was reminded by a lot of people. I mean, some people would tell me like, hey, you might not be coming home. And I sat with that, and I thought about it, and I realized like, I could stay here and continue to do this. Or I can leave and grow. So my last two weeks here in Colorado were spent sick for one. When I get when I get stressed, I get really sick, like self-imposed sickness. And when I went to go get my passport photo, I was like feeling just I was like pale, sick, stressed, overwhelmed, and you can tell in the photo like I. <laughs> I look rough. I look like I hadn't slept for days, like a zombie. And my last week here was really bittersweet. My other friend Nicole came down. She's the one that drove me to the airport and she helped me pack. I couldn't I couldn't ask for better people in my life at that time because it was exactly what I needed. The support that I had, I, I, I'm so grateful for that. I wouldn't have changed who was around me at that time because the best people were there. People that I really, really needed. 
So, <laughs> I can't, I can't not include this, but I remember the last night before my flight, Nicole was like, let's go out, like, you're not gonna be able to go out, like, let's go out, so we went to this, like, ladies' night bar thing, I think the bar's closed, I can't even remember the name at this point, but ladies drink free, um, Tuesday nights, it was a Tuesday night, and I was trying to drink, but I think I still had an issue with alcohol. Like, even when I drink alcohol, I feel incredibly guilty about it. And then it kind of ruins my time drinking because I feel so guilty. Then the next morning, again, self-imposed sickness because, obviously, guilt, stress. So, I remember being out and Nicole was having a blast, like just being this like hyper energetic social butterfly i'm sitting at the bar like fuck i leave the country tomorrow and i do not know what is ahead of me and i'm so freaking nervous this guy comes up to me trying to hit on me he's like oh you are you okay i'm like yeah i'm leaving the country tomorrow by myself i'm going to a island resort that seems way too good to be true to do my dream job and told him the whole situation and this guy was genuinely like whoa are you okay like it went from like hey what's your number to hey take my number in case like you need help (laughs) but it was interesting because once i told him my story like he genuinely knew like yo she's not interested at all like like relationship one night none of that was on my mind like at all I was like I'm not I don't want want none of that and it was just really beautiful to have somebody listen to your fears and just a stranger be like hey like I got your back like follow your dreams I know it sounds scary I know it's unknown but go get it and a lot of like so much mixed reviews around me but having someone just say like hey follow your heart if your heart is saying go then go so the next day nicole drove me to the airport i was like overwhelmed it was really hard to say goodbye to my family at that time especially because at that time um like, me and my mom are really close. Really, really close. So, that was hard. Knowing that she wouldn't be there if I just needed a hug. And my dad, at that time, had been drinking quite a bit. He had recently gotten married to um, a girl that he had known when he was younger. And they had reconnected. They live up in... Calamosas, like south, super south Denver. I'm sorry, not south Denver, south Colorado. Like way, way down there by New Mexico. He likes to live off grid. That's a typical thing you find with uh, ex military people that may, yeah, PTSD. They, 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 he likes to be away from other people. Also, though, it's a way to drink and be away from people that might be mad at you for doing so. 
him and his new wife, Michelle, were drinking a couple days before I had my flight. They went to the generators, like they have a shed behind their house, and they went to the generator to restart it. And my dad was pouring the gas into the generator. Michelle lit the lighter, and the whole sh- like I don't know if the fumes something was going on, but fumes were there, and the whole thing exploded, which was pretty bad considering the circumstances. In sorry, I thought I heard something outside. Considering the circumstances that the whole shed blew up and Michelle got severely burned and so did my dad, but Michelle was, it was significantly worse for her. So they were both in the hospital as I was leaving, which was pretty intimidating because I I didn't know if I was leaving in the right situation. It's hard when your family has things going on to just take a step back. And it's hard to make that choice to put yourself before your loved ones. Because in society, that's not what we do, especially when it comes to your parents. But here's the thing. When it comes to parents with addiction... We can guide a horse to water, but we cannot force them to drink it. At that point in my life, I realized that I cannot change him. I can't change his addiction. I can love him unconditionally, but I can't stop living my life because someone else isn't choosing to value theirs. that was hard but I said goodbye and seeing the path he was going down I'll be honest I didn't know if that was going to be it I didn't know if that was going to be the last time and that hurt that hurt a lot even thinking about it now it brings up a a lot of emotion so Leaving was hard. (laughs) That's what I'm trying to get at with this ramble on of a story. Leaving was so hard. And my plane ride was really long. I had a international flight, a layover, and a domestic flight. I think in total it was like 12 hours, maybe more, in the airport. And then a really long drive from the airport in David to Boquete, a beautiful, beautiful town in Panama. Um, The manager lived on in Boquete and I stayed with her the first night that I got into town, which is a story all in its own. Even being in the airport was an experience. When you fly internationally, before you land, you have to fill out a customs paper. I didn't know, I didn't know any of this stuff. I never, I had never flown out of the country. 
and I didn't fill out my paper, and I get to the Panama airport, trying to get into my domestic flight, trying to get through customs, and I, like, didn't have the paper, and the only papers that were there were in Spanish, and I know muy poquito Spanish, very little Spanish, and my phone didn't work, and I couldn't get on the Wi-Fi, because the Wi-Fi, like, thing was in Spanish, I didn't understand what it said, and I had, like, an hour to get to my domestic flight, so I'm freaking out, I don't know what to do, I'm in this new airport, everything is in Spanish, I'm overwhelmed, it's huge, I have no idea where I need to go, and I start to freak out, like, anxiety attack in the airport, in the brink of tears, bringing me back to, like, being a little kid, feeling incredibly helpless. To shorten the story up, I figure it out. <laughs> I, I gotta figure it out. I make it onto my domestic plane, and I make it to, from Panama City to David. And I wait at the airport for the manager to pick me up. She's like an hour late. I'm thinking, oh my god, like, no one's responding. I, I can't text anybody. I don't have service. How are they going to know it's me? How am I going to know who's supposed to be picking me up? No one's here. And I have this giant red suitcase. Like, giant. I mean, I want to be there for a couple months. Like, I made sure to bring my full 50 pounds. Like, I got all my things. But when you, you just stand out like a sore thumb. I'm sitting there standing out like a sore thumb outside of the airport. Like this domestic airport that's like tiny. <laughs> just standing there like looking super lost. And people keep coming up to me, taxi drivers, saying, do you need a ride? Do you, you want some help? And I'm just like, yeah, um... <laughs> No, because at this point, all of my family is like, you're going to get kidnapped. Bad things will happen to you. Like all of those things came up in my head at that time. So I just, just like kept looking away in my head. I'm like, okay, I have a lot of tattoos. I hope I look intimidating. Put your resting bitch face on. Nobody will talk to you finally the manager rolls up instantly like weird vibes from her like weird vibes like something is off she was not happy that I was there but the owner wanted me there and that's her boss and she was not happy that we weren't going to be going to the island right away and I would be staying at her home in her spare bedroom so I get in her car, <laughs> and we are driving to her house. I'm excited. I hear that there is a volcano in Boquete, and I want to go see it, because I've never seen a volcano before. Like, I'm excited at this point. I'm just happy. I'm happy that I'm in a car. I'm happy that I'm safe. But I also am like, yo, can we go get a SIM card for my phone, because... I need to tell my family I'm okay. And the manager was just not in the mood for it. She was like, you know what? Yeah, we can stop at some point, but like, I need to get home. And she was very stressed. Like, she had a lot on her plate. 
a lot. So she's like, yeah, I just want to go home. I want to smoke a joint and I just want to relax. Like, okay, that's fine. Like, you can do that. And, you know, so we get to her house and I'm pressing her about the Wi-Fi and she's like, yeah, I don't have Wi-Fi. Like, okay, can we go get a SIM card? And she's like, yeah, we will in a while. And I'm like, okay. So we're sitting there watching TV. She's like, yeah, I'm going to order food. Do you want food? I'm like, yeah, like, that sounds good. She's like, well, what do you like? And I'm like, a salad? (laughs) She's like, okay. So we go pick up some food and I'm like, can we get a SIM card? She's like, oh, yeah, we can. Totally not in the mood for any of my shit. Like, I'm a total inconvenience for her. So we go get the SIM card. She gets me like a, like, it was like a salad burrito thing. And I also, like I had mentioned, like, hey, I don't really eat pork. And it had pork in it. But at this point, I'm like, I don't want to be any more of an inconvenience. It took a lot to get this SIM card. I will just not eat a lot and just say thank you and eat around the pork. And just just be thankful that I have food because, shoot, like, you know, I'm in a place that I don't even know. Surviving off air, airplane, airport food. <laughs> like those little snacks they give you. Well, it's cool. In, in Panama, on the domestic flight, they give you plantains. So I got down on those. We get to the house again. And I'm like, yo, can you help me put this SIM card in my phone and call and get it activated? She's like, yeah, we'll, we'll do that later. And like when you activate the SIM card, it's all in Spanish. So it's, again, was really hard for me. And and honestly, I can sit here and complain about the situation, but I could have been better prepared. I could have studied more Spanish. Um, I could have had the SIM card before I left. I could have ordered it and had it ready to go and had it activated. There were a lot of things I could have done. So I can sit here and complain, but, you know, it is what it is things unfold as they do and that's how we learn that's how we grow so in the morning I wake up to these like tribal drums outside the window and I hear like a rooster walking around like get up I look out the window and I see like dogs kind of walking around like healthy dogs but they're like they roam free they do their thing you know I'm in a place with like dirt roads no traffic lights jungle mountainy area very like humid i was impressed though and the manager like trying to avoid saying names because like i just don't want to call people out this is not what it's about she walked me around her backyard which had like amazing amazing fruits and veggies just growing naturally which i was in awe by like you have your own lemon and lime tree like right out your like right outside you just go grab your own like that's amazing and we end up packing up and she was going to be staying on the island for a while because there was a big uh, women's retreat happening that I, w- I needed to be there for and that she needed to be there for so we drive down to the dock in Boca Chica. Um, Boca Chica is like 
technically the closest town to where the island is. It's a very, very small fishing town. So we get to Boca Chica. I'm still in awe because I have never left the country, so I didn't know what anything looked like. And just seeing housing, seeing different culture was a lot to take in. So we get to the dock, we get on the boat, and we start driving. We're going to try driving. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting late. We start like a boating, traversing. We start traversing to the island. And when I get there, so many things happen, but you're going to have to wait until the next one because it's 10.35 here, which I know that doesn't seem very late, but I want to go to bed early tonight. I want to get some sleep. I'm realizing that the more sleep I get, the better I am prepared the next day. I'm also suffering from severe cramps, and I just kind of want to, like, just relax and go to bed. The next two days are crazy busy for me. A lot of work, a lot of teaching, and a lot of packing, because I'm celebrating my 26th birthday by going to Costa Rica on Monday. I already turned 26, that was on the 11th, but didn't really celebrate it. I worked, but I'm working hard for a reason. I am going to move. I'm going to move there. It's going to happen. And this trip is actually for me to scope out Santa Teresa, which is a possible place I'd like to move to. Last time I went to Costa Rica for a week, I went to Nassara and play a grande, Liberia, and I loved that part, but I'm so excited to see this other part, and I actually interviewed for a job in Santa Teresa on Zoom last week that I'm, I just have a really good feeling about it, and I really, really want this job. I feel it in my heart. So, yeah, that's my plan. So we'll see what happens. Gonna go with the flow. Gonna check it out. Gonna see what happens. But I'm gonna end this end this here. I'm gonna continue this series. In the next one, I'll let you know what happens. Stay tuned. Sending you lots of love, lots of light. Thanks for letting me ramble.